You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. From the field to the film room to the war room, we've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on BGN Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BGN Draft Show. I am your host, Shane Half. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at Shane Half NFL. I'm joined today by my co-host, fellow draft enthusiast Dives. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. Be sure to check out his podcast, Party on Broad. Dives, how are you doing today? We're doing well, man. We're steamrolling into week eight. The, la- the theme of last week, week seven, was me trying to memorize the name Elik. Io Manor. And I don't even know, like, I can't even explain how many times it took me to get that name right. It probably took about 50 tries. I haven't run into like really difficult names and pronunciations until week seven, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the great things about covering the draft is just trying to figure out how to say these guys' names. <laughs> There's some good ones out there. So uh, I'm also joined by my co-host on Chalk Talk. He has a normal name. It is Mark Henry Jr. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Henry Jr. Underscore. Be sure to check out his Tough Cover radio show every Saturday. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm in Shane's like I'm in one of Shane's least favorite places in the planet um, in terms of being in Austin, Texas right now. But let me just tell you, time zones, crazy. Time zones (laughs) are crazy. When, When you just sit and think about time zones, it'll drive you insane. Yeah, I thought you were about to say that you were in like my neck of the woods. And I was like, no, 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 we don't claim Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. That is not part of our region. We don't we don't get along with them very well. But you so I'm glad that don't you claim, saved that at the end. You especially don't claim Austin, Texas. <laughs> yes, certainly not. Certainly not. So, all right. Well, uh, horns down. We settled that last two week, weeks two weeks ago. Uh, so we're going to get into it here. Let's talk about our, well, if we have to. I don't really want to talk about our player of the week recaps because at the end of the day, Dives has running back Nick Singleton out of Penn State and he rushes for 79 yards and he's going to win this week <laughs> because Brock Bowers had two receptions for 21 yards. Luther Burden uh, from Missouri, I picked him. He'd only had one non 100 yard game and it was still in the 90s. He had two receptions for 15 yards. He, had, he did get a carry for six yards. So, uh, so we give Dives the W on this one, and Mark and I are going to split second in our pathetic Player of the Week picks, and we'll hope to do better this Hilar- week. Hilariously, Nick Singleton's numbers weren't even better than his teammate, Katron Allen's, in that game. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that when I was checking it out. It's like, you picked the wrong guy, and you still won. As always. But a W is a W. Not only did Brock Bowers not put up a lot of stats, he's also out for the next like, three <laughs> I like cursed the best player yeah, in the to get yeah. hurt by bringing him up. Yeah, congratulations, Mark. So, yeah, uh, be careful. Be very careful who you pick this week. We don't, <laughs> you know, you need to make some strategic picks here. So, all right, let's this get into strategic then. <laughs> yeah, 
Let's dive into our Eagles targets of the week. We're each going to give you one player that you should keep an eye on this weekend that may be of interest to the Philadelphia Eagles in this year's draft. Let's get into it. All right, Dives, you lead us off here. Who is a player that the or the Eagles fans should be keeping an eye on as they watch college football this weekend? Yeah, the guy I'm looking at is Cade Stover, a tight end prospect out of Ohio State. We're going to get into Ohio State and Penn State in just a little bit, but Cade Stover is uh, a really kind of underrated sleeper prospect here in 2024. Um, he's the premier uh, blocking tight end prospect in this draft. And if we know anything about the Philadelphia Eagles, they love these kind of guys as their tight end too. So uh, Cade Stover is a former linebacker, all-state basketball player in high school. The tape shows it, man. This guy competes his ass off, uh, brings a lot of physicality to the position. Um, this guy in 2022 uh, had his first full-time tight end season, finished with 36 catches, the most by an Ohio State tight end in more than 25 years. Uh, he also had 460 yards and five touchdowns so far through 2023 in six games. He's got 23 catches, 359 yards, and three touchdowns. So he's even doing better in 2023. Um, and it's amazing considering he's playing with guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka. Uh, In fact, he has more receiving yards and more yards per reception then Egbuka, who I consider a top 20 talent in this year's draft. Um, so, like, you look at this dude. He's got the third most receiving yards among tight ends in the FBS. Um, I don't think he has that much of a high ceiling when it comes to uh, his ability as a receiver. Um, but I think this guy uh, could be a really great pick for the Eagles in, on that day three range. Um, you know, there's a lot of really solid tight ends this year. Brock Bowers, JT Sanders. Ben Sinnott, Brevin Spanford, Bryson Nesbitt, uh, but Cade Stover is a guy that I think deserves a shout out. He's having a terrific year and definitely one to watch out for uh, as we get ready to preview Penn State versus Ohio State. All right. Yeah. And we'll get to that game here in a little bit. I'm sure we'll be talking about him a little more. Eagles bringing back 12 personnel here, Dibes? Yes. I mean, they're, they've been excelling at it. Um, let's keep that ball rolling. All right, so Cade Stover out of Ohio State as dives target. Mark, who do you have for us? I got Roma Dunze, a wide receiver from Washington, who, in my opinion, more than any other player in the country, stood out in Week 7. I think in Week 7, he had kind of the most impressive, maybe not performance, but just in terms of jumping off the screen as an NFL talent. Him and Dallas Turner were the two people who, in Week 7, I was just freaking out watching this guy in Dallas Turner. And this he, he did this in the biggest game of Saturday um, against Oregon. And in one of the, probably the best game of the year, I think, I, I think that Washington, Oregon, maybe Oklahoma, Texas, you can make an argument for, but Washington, Oregon was an incredible game. And Odunze was the main reason Washington won that game in, in all transparency. And honestly, he didn't even have his best game. Like you look at his last five games, he had eight catches, 128 yards and two touchdowns before that five catches, 125 and two touchdowns against Cal eight catches, 180 yards against Michigan State, seven for 107 and a touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown in that game. Like, I think this guy is just a special player in terms of getting open, in terms of going up and getting the ball, in terms of 
being you, you can really use him in a lot of ways as a receiver. And I think Washington and Michael Penix take advantage of, of all the different ways that you can use him. Um, and man, that one touchdown he had was just yeah. jaw dropping, truly, truly jaw dropping stuff. And for some reason, I guess I just hadn't done the Roma Dunze research that I should have done before that game. I knew he was great. I knew he was probably like wide receiver two of this class, maybe. I didn't realize this guy was 6'3", and boy, does it stand out when you watch him now. Like, now that I'm watching that knowing it, it just makes me like him more. Like, I thought this was like a 6'6", 6'1", guy, and obviously he's got the speed and the quickness of a 6'6", 6'1", guy. So when you combine that with a guy who's 6'3", 11, wow, I-, I am blown away by this guy. And-, and there's a chance I'm previewing a guy who won't sniff where the Eagles are drafting. He could go top 10. He could go top 15, but we were talking off air. I mean, think about Jackson Smith and Jigba this year falling all the way to 20, and he was the first receiver off the board, which started a run in the 20s. But we see time and time again that receivers go later than we expect. We saw it with JSN. We saw it two years ago with Jamison Williams, I think, went a little later than we expected. We saw it uh, especially with C.D. Lamb back in the day. We thought he was going to be a top 10 pick, and he went towards towards 20th. Yeah, it, it was... I am incredibly impressed by Roma Dunze, and I think he's probably going to end up being like a top seven player for me in this class. All right. High praise there for Mark, who has it, and he's into it every year. Uh, Awesome stuff there. He talked about Roma Dunze having some versatility. Uh, I'm going to talk about a guy that has some versatility, but on the other side of the ball. Uh, And it's out of Iowa, Iowa defensive backs, man. Uh, Cooper DeGene. Listed some places as a safety, which confused me because he hasn't played safety. He's played cornerback. I don't know if he like committed as a safety. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure on that, but he's been a cornerback for Iowa for the last few years. Uh, he was a four-star recruit. He's 6'1", 209 pounds. Uh, he played 741 snaps last season. He had five interceptions. Three of them he returned for touchdowns. Uh, he had five pass breakups. He had a 49.7 passer rating when he was targeted. Uh, So far this season, he's recorded two interceptions, a 32.3 passer rating when targeted. I watch him and I see a guy with a high motor and he is hyper aggressive in the run game. And that's important for reasons we'll talk about in a minute. But he's got great click and close ability in zone coverage. He thrives in like off zone coverage, you know, planting those feet five, 10 yards off and driving down on underneath routes. He's got really good instincts and it's rumored that he's got 4-3 speed. Now, I don't know about that for sure, uh, and that's really not that important, but he's really twitchy on the field, really good ball skills. Uh, Now, as for his weaknesses, I do think he gets a little high in his back pedal at times, and he can be slow when he has to turn those hips and run. He's a little slow in that transition. He also hunts a little bit for big plays. And, I mean, the guy that's got three touchdowns last year on defense, he's already got two picks this year. You can live with a little bit of that. It's It's not awful, but he does hunt for big plays at the expense of sound coverage. But one of the things I like so much about how aggressive he is in the run game, and he's got an NFL frame, 210 pounds, 209 pounds, is that it gives you that inside-out versatility. He's a guy that you could put in the slot, and you can know he's going to be sound in the running game. And not a lot of guys have the twitchiness, but also the size to be able to stand up against the run and cover the pass out of the slot well. Uh, I really like Cooper DeGene as a potential slot defender for the Eagles. They obviously need help there. Uh, Avante Maddox cannot stay healthy. And hey, if Avante Maddox stays healthy, you've got a pretty good outside cornerback. So 
Uh, that's my Eagles target to keep an eye on this weekend. Uh, I've got, I've got a fun little statistical nugget here that I, not much to add to, but it is Riley Moss last year was the first Caucasian quarterback to play in the NFL since 2004. And now Iowa has another one the next year. That's wild. Um, but speed isn't an issue with this guy. He returned a punt for a touchdown. Like this is a, this is a legit athlete. Like you said, I think there, there's some people who think he's going to be a safety at the next level. I think he could be either. I feel like I'm old, but I feel like you guys know this. I'm always of the mindset that if there's like a tweener guy, it's like, I oh, can do both. So that, that's always where I'm at with like these types of draft guys like Dax Hill and, and guys like that. I think that's where Cooper DeGene, if I were to compare him to someone, it might be Dax Hill. I'd have to go back and, and look at some stats. The only thing I'll add to Shane and you killed it um, is that versatility that has me so intrigued. Uh, five interceptions, three touchdowns last year. His, his time in the slot, in the box, is way down this season with Iowa. Uh, he played way more last year. Could that be a better fit for him in the NFL? I think that's a big question mark. Um, and as an Eagles fan, knowing Howie, know, knowing Sean Desai, knowing how much they love guys that can plug and play. I mean, Makai Garner, of all people, was playing safety yesterday. Uh, that's, that's where we're at right now. Um, so <laughs> I know, but yeah, he has, he's a huge Eagles target. We carried seven corners and we've needed every one. <laughs> yeah, we did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Uh, I don't even want to talk about all the injuries. So let's move on to our player of the week segment. We're going to make our player of the week predictions. All right, if last week is any indication, we should be skipping this segment this week. But we're going to give ourselves a shot for redemption. Uh, the story of this week is can anyone get somebody that will score a touchdown or maybe have like 80 yards? So, uh, Dives, you lead us off here. Your hand is up. You're raring to go. Who's your player of the week this week? Um, when we get to, like, I don't know, in a few months when we start talking about my guys uh, in this draft, Mark already got one of them, and I love Roma Dunze. I, I think his, his fit in the slot – with Devontae and AJ would be terrific. But I'm going to talk about a guy that I'm absolutely all in all in on this year, and he is Keon Coleman, a wide receiver from Florida State, man. Um, he was absolutely dominant last week uh, against Syracuse, nine receptions, 140 yards. Uh, he's been my winner of the week three times this season. Uh, that's the best of any uh, player other than Caleb Williams. Um, Roma Dunze has, uh, has that mark twice. Um, but he had this one-handed catch that last week that was absolutely phenomenal. It will be one of the best catches of the year. The cherry on the top, he returned a 72-yard punt return uh, for the Seminoles last week. But uh, this was a guy that I had pegged as one of the most underrated players in college football, one of the best transfer players uh, this offseason. And, man, he has just delivered 
uh, for that uh, FSU offense. Uh, this guy is big. He is what six foot four, uh, just towers over defensive backs. He's a physical wide receiver. Uh, he's a guy that can dominate against press man or soft zone coverage. He's a guy that you know can play in the slot, play on the boundary. He plays about ten to twenty uh, snaps per game in the slot. Uh, he's a weapon, uh, especially in that red zone area downfield. Um, if you're looking for a guy that can truly give you a vertical threat, I, I think this guy is him. Uh, six of his seven touchdowns this season has come from the mid, uh, medium to deep pass routes this season. And in those concepts, he's got a passer rating when targeted of 121.9. Uh, this is one of the ultimate contested catch guys in this class. I see Keon Coleman as a legit X receiver at the next level uh, with some versatility, uh, with a great kind of offensive coordinator, could be uh, a star in the NFL. He is absolutely a first-round talent uh, in a deep wide receiver class. There is a real chance he could fall to the Eagles in the first round, and I really consider it because I think this guy has just a really fun upside. All right, so Keon Coleman from Florida State. Uh, Mark, who is your player of the week prediction? I'm going with a guy I don't even like. <laughs> like it's, a funny, it's a funny angle to take. You may have noticed a theme, um, and I got away from the theme. Uh, for a while there, I, I had a theme that I was picking the quarterback that played Michigan State. I did It, it did well with Talia Tungavailoa. It did well with, uh, I forget who else. There was another one in there who, who went off against Michigan State. But I, I used them a couple times. Oh, Michael Penix. Michael Penix was one of them. And I'm going right back to the well. I'm going to J.J. McCarthy, who I truly believe is one of the more overrated players in the country. Um, <laughs> Michigan has played absolutely nobody. They've played maybe the easiest schedule in the history of the first six weeks of college football. I don't think there's ever been a big program that has played an easier first six weeks of their schedule than Michigan has this year. But this is the hardest game they've played, and guess what? It's not a hard game. Uh, so that's that should give you an idea of what Michigan's been playing. And J.J. McCarthy has vaulted himself into, like, first-round discussions, like top five quarterback of 2024 discussions. And if he wants to be there, he's going to have to keep beating up on these bad teams because I have a bad feeling for J.J. McCarthy when the Penn States, when the, when the Ohio States come around, even in Iowa, a like Big Ten championship maybe, or especially the college football playoff if they're able to make it there. I think we're going to see some of the similar stuff we saw from J.J. McCarthy that we saw against TCU in the playoff last year when he threw picks to lose them that game to a bad TCU team. It's funny to say a bad TCU team. They made the national championship, but they lost 63-7 to once they got there. Um, so I think Michigan is a very fraudulent team. They're obviously extremely good, but I think everyone falling over themselves to give them the number one team in the country uh, after playing no one is crazy. But I think they're going to give them more ammunition. Those people who want to love Michigan despite you know the, the context, they're going to get more ammunition this weekend because Michigan's going to absolutely lay a beat down on Michigan State. And J.J. McCarthy is talented enough to take advantage of a really, really weak Michigan State secondary, which is one of the weakest Big Ten secondaries I've seen in a long time. All right, so J.J. McCarthy for Mark. Uh, and then I'm going to go with a guy I also don't like, just by virtue of <laughs> he plays on. Nothing about him as a player, but I'm going to take running back Jonathan Brooks out of Texas. Uh, they play Houston this weekend. And Houston allows 162 rushing yards per game, which ranks 96 in the NCAA. Uh, Brooks is coming off of a bye week, so he's rested up after a loss to OU. 
I just had to get that in there one more time. That feels, <laughs> but he's broken a hundred yards, four games in a row. He had a 200 yard game in there against, against Kansas. So four straight hundred yard games playing a terrible rushing defense. So I'm picking him for my player of the week and I fully expect him to have like 38 yards or something now. Uh, but Jonathan Brooks, I think he's, he's good in the open field. He's got quick feet, uh, good cuts. He should have plenty of opportunities against Houston. He doesn't have breakaway speed. That's fine. Uh, he's not going to need to hit home runs. He should be able to consistently chunk out yardage against a pretty porous Houston front seven. So uh, Jonathan Brooks is my eagle or not. I do this every single week. He's my <laughs> favorite of the week. All right. Enough of that. Uh, I can't wait for us all to like have collectively a hundred all purpose yards again. Uh, Mark, do you have a lock of the week for us this week? I do. Um, I do have a lock of the week. Let me pull it up right here with my notes. I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go right back to the well in terms of where I was last week. My lock of the week last week was Washington uh, against Oregon, which whew, that was a sweat. Um, we pushed that one. I ended up live betting it. We got the money line, but uh, I'm going to go right back and bet against Oregon again. Uh, I know that's shocking. Oregon really impressed me in that game. So it is not me, you know, going against them at all. It's just too many points. They're playing Washington State this week. Washington State is a 20 and a half point underdog. That's just too big of a spread when you have Cam Ward on the other side. I know Oregon's really good in the trenches, but we saw what Michael Penix did while he was banged up last week to the Oregon defense. And I know Penix is better than Cam Ward, but Cam Ward's probably one of the 10 to 15 best quarterbacks in the country. So I would probably take him as a 20 and a half point underdog against maybe everybody but Georgia. And I maybe still would bet it against Georgia. So nothing against Oregon, but I'm going to go back to the well here. Washington State plus 20 and a half. Let's go Wazoo. All right, so there you have it. Mark's lock of the week. Now our game of the week breakdown. We're going to go number six, Penn State, at number three, Ohio State. Uh, I actually was making these notes before all the games were done, and I did not double-check the rankings, but nobody above Penn State lost, so I assume that still holds true. Uh, Dives, lead us off here. Penn State, Ohio State, what are you watching for this weekend? Can James Franklin win the big one? That's kind of where we're at here is, you know, Franklin's 1-8 and against Ohio State. Penn State has lost 10 of the last 11 matchups with the Buckeyes. Uh, the difference here, I think Ohio State's slightly trending down. And I think Penn State's slightly trending up a little bit. Um, that's kind of my take. Uh, there's, there's some injury concerns on both sides. Uh, Travion Henderson didn't play last week, still recovering from injury. Uh, Emeka Ekbuka left the game last week with a leg injury. That is something to watch. Um, didn't really matter because Marvin Harrison Jr. is a freak and uh, he just dominates. Um, but uh, we get to Drew Aller, uh, who is arguably the most talented Penn State quarterback in a long, long time. Uh, a lot of his damage uh, is in those short to intermediate routes, uh, behind the line of scrimmage type of passes. Um, but what I've been so impressed with Drew Aller is how he has handled pressure and against the blitz. Uh, when under pressure of blitz, Drew Aller has five touchdowns and zero interceptions, a QB rating of well over 100. Um, and he's young, man. This kid is still learning. Um, Ohio State's going to test this kid. And I have a ton of guys for Ohio State that can really deliver pressure. J JT Tuamaloa, Jack Sawyer, Michael Hall Jr., Tommy Eichenberg, all four of those guys lead Ohio State in pressures. Um, and, you know, these when you get to defense, these are two defenses 
that are literally tied for six best in the country per PFF. Um, and, you know, you look at Penn State, they've kind of got the better pass rush. Ohio State kind of has the better run defense. Both are very good. But I think Penn State is just a little bit better than Ohio State when it comes to defense. Uh, the Lions lead the nation in total and passing defense, total yards and passing defense. Uh, they allow the fewest first downs. They rank second in scoring and sacks and allow the fewest plays of 10 yards or more in college football. So I, I think this game will boil down to which quarterback, Kyle McCord, Drew Aller, truly stands up. Which quarterback makes the least amount of mistakes. Um, and I think that points in the Nittany Lions' favor. Uh, so um, that's my take on that. But I, th I think two other guys to really watch out for between Penn State and Ohio State. One is um, um, Adisa Isaac. You know, we've talked on this show a lot about Chop Robinson, uh, who's a terrific player. But Adisa Isaac is quietly having a phenomenal year, a senior. Six sacks on the season, leads the team with 19 pressures. The other guy is Daquan Hardy for Penn State, uh, a really good special teams guy, can return punts for touchdowns. You know, when both of these teams are so even on offense and defense, maybe the difference is a huge return for a touchdown or uh, giving Penn State good field position. So Daquan Hardy and Adisa Isaac, keep a name, keep a watch for those two names. Daquan Hardy, Jeff and Matt's the third Hardy brother. That's for my <laughs> WWE fans out there. Mm -hmm. Mark routinely makes these WWE or WWE references. And I'm like, I don't know. Is that a football? <laughs> is that a baseball player? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So Mark, uh, looks like Ohio state's favored by four and a half. Uh, is, that's the number I saw. Is that kind of what you've seen and which way do you lean on a game like this? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny with the biggest games of the year, Vegas actually sets lines before the season. Um, and they leave them up throughout a lot of the season. Like Oklahoma, Texas always has a line in the preseason. Bama, LSU, Penn State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan. The big games that, that look like are going to be determining the championship picture in the college football you know, slate. And before the season, and as late as like a couple days ago, you could have bet this at Penn State plus 10 and a half. So wow. that gives you an idea of what Vegas thinks, of what they've seen from Ohio State and what they've seen from Penn State. I've said it on my radio show. If I had to make a pick right now on a team to win the national championship that wasn't the Georgia Bulldogs, it would be the Penn State Nittany Lions because they have the chance to lose one of these games to Michigan and Ohio State. And if they win the other, they have a good chance to be in the playoff. And with the defense that they have, with how talented Drew Aller is, with how talented Nick Singleton and Katron Allen are, it just feels like they have everything you could want in a major national title contender besides... The coach who has proven he can win in big games. And that's what James Franklin, my fellow Neshaminy High School alum, has to prove this weekend against Ohio State. It's the biggest game of his coaching career. Um, this is the best Penn State team he's ever had. This is better than the Saquon teams, in, in my opinion, because Aller's that much better than Trace McSorley was. So I, I think Penn State has every chance to win this game. I think it's darn near 50 50 like i think this game will probably be decided by a field goal i lean the under it's too low to bet i it opened at 54 and a half like in the off season it's down to like 47 or something like that i do think it's like a 20 to 17 type of game i think it'll be played in the trenches i think penn state wins i lean the way of penn state and i know you know you said Agbuka got hurt is there any any word on if he's going to play in this game? He hasn't been quite the difference maker he is this year that he was last year. Maybe that's a CJ Stroud issue, but it would be a massive, massive blow to Ohio State if he's either limited or not playing. 
I'm looking up um, now. Yeah, it's, yeah and uh, and I was just looking up. I don't see anything yet. Yeah, it's still really early in the week, so you might not get anything until Thursday or Friday, to be quite honest. And honestly, you have Marvin Harrison Jr., you have Cade Stover, who Dives pointed out, you have Travion Anderson in the backfield, Mayan Williams. They have no shortage of blue-chip offensive talent. But I do think Egbuka is a guy who relieves a lot of the pressure off of Marvin Harrison Jr. Whereas if he's going and you have to account for him, that's when Harrison really gets loose. And obviously, he I think we're it, it's safe in me saying he's the best receiver prospect any of us have ever graded. No question. Yeah. I, I think it's almost like a blessing in disguise. More targets towards Marvin Harrison Jr. is only going to be a good thing or a bad thing for Penn State. That's a fair argument. I hadn't thought of it that way. That's a really good way to put that. Honestly, I mean, he, he's unstoppable. When he gets going, he's like you said, he's the best wide receiver probably since Calvin Johnson. Yeah, no, he is a special, 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 special talent. But you know who might not be? Kyle McCord. That that's what this game comes down to more than anything. To be quite honest, is Kyle McCord for real? Yeah. Is he uh, the guy we saw in the last drive against Notre Dame, or is he the guy we saw for the first fifty-eight minutes of that game against Notre Dame? That's really what we have to figure out with Kyle McCord. And nobody's in a better situation to succeed than Kyle McCord. If Kyle McCord can't figure it out, it's on Kyle McCord. I've said his name way too many times now. But uh, I think that this game will come down. It rests on his shoulders, even more than Aller. Because I think you have an idea of what you're going to get from Aller. Like, I think there's the, the downside of Aller is still a pretty good game. I, I think he's that talented. I think Penn State has the advantage here in, in terms of the quarterback. Michigan has the advantage in terms of the head coach. Ohio State has the advantage on the perimeter, and Penn State has the advantage on defense. It's going to be a fun one. This is the best game of the year, it, it, which last week, Washington-Oregon, I think at that point, was the most important game of the year. This is even more important. Kyle McCord only has one interception this year, and that was during the season opener. He's playing. He, he definitely is playing super conservatively. There, there is a super conservative aspect to this Ohio State offense, not just with how McCord plays, but they've been running the ball a lot. Like they, they are not throwing the ball the way they did with CJ Stroud, the way they did with Justin Fields, the way they did with Dwayne Haskins. They are not throwing the ball at those levels. I think they're going to have to. When you have Marvin Harrison Jr. and, and Mikael Buka and Henderson with what he can do in the passing game, I think they're going to have to start using Kyle McCord the way they used their past Ohio State quarterbacks. And we'll see if he can handle that. I don't know if he can. All right, there you have it. Our preview of Penn State, Ohio State. You have our Eagles targets of the week. You have our player predictions. You can go watch those guys combine for like 40 yards this weekend. It'll be great. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the BGN Draft Show. If you enjoyed the show, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the shows on the BGN radio feed. You get (laughs) Babes on Broad. You get BGN Radio, Eye on the Enemy. You get the new podcast that Johnny Page and I are launching later this week on the Shane page going into the Eagles All-22. Click that subscribe button. You'll get all of those great shows. You can check us all out on Twitter. I'm at Shane Half NFL. Dives is at Mr. Crockpot. And Mark is at Mark Henry Jr. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of the BGN Draft Show. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. 
Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.